Hello and welcome to a special episode of the Tilehurst End podcast. That's right, you're getting yet another bonus episode uh, to go along with the the Port Vale one and all those other good things. Um, it's Ross with you here today. No Ben, he's uh, he's uh, suffering from a migraine, so we send our our good wishes um, to him. But in his absence, um, we have uh, an excellent um, writer, a new writer-ish for the Towerhurst End over the last year, uh, Tom Hill. How are you doing today, Tom? Hi, how are we doing? I'm, I'm doing very well, yeah. Excited to get going with this. Awesome, awesome. And um, so listeners, if you're, if you're not reading the website, first, what are you doing? But secondly, um, Tom is one of our, our tactics writers on the Towerhurst End. Um, he's been putting out some really good um, pieces throughout the last year, really, uh, on all kinds of interesting tactical trends, and we're going to go into some of those. Um, but really, today we're going to we're going to go into his article on the on the four one four one shift. Um, talk about a couple of other things. I'm looking forward to it. Um, last thing to say though, before we get started, thanks again to our sponsors, ZCZ Films. Um, always helping out, putting a, a little something in the tip jar, helping us to. Uh, just keep this thing going and keep all these these bonus episodes and things coming for you guys. So massive thank you to those guys. Right, let's get into it. Let's do it. Keep up to date with all things Reading FC. Follow the Tilehurst End on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is proudly sponsored by ZCZ Films. Remember, if you want to get involved in sponsoring the show, drop us an email to thetilehurstend at gmail.com. All right. So um, the special focus of today's episode, obviously, um, is going to be tactical trends, um, some statistical uh, analysis as well. Um, and that's kind of really what, what Tom's been specializing in um, while he's been writing for the Tilehurst End. Uh, obviously, here on the podcast, I do my best to uh, fake it till you make it in that sort of area. But um, Tom, your your recent article on the four one four one shift, I think, is really interesting. Obviously, Reading started the season in um, in the four two 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 four triple two, whatever you want to call it. Um, mixed um, success uh, at, at best, I think. I, I, I think most people would agree. Um, obviously it's a yeah. formation that can work, um, but maybe wasn't working for, for Reading at that time. Um, tell us, um, kind of like what brought on wanting to, to write the article about the 4141 shift. And then, um, just a, a little bit about, um, kind of some of the most interesting things that you found. Well, firstly, obviously it was brought about by the, a little bit by the postponement of the Port Vale game because it didn't have much of a match to analyze there. But it yeah. has been sort of something that's been been coming, you know, maybe around this period when we've seen improvement in results, you know, in the form table, we're up to around mid-table, which is a far cry from where we've been before. So, yeah, let's just take you through it. So I started with a bit of a look on the XG, which is something I'm sometimes hesitant to look into too much because it gets a bit of criticism in terms of isn't actually mean much in the grand scheme things but i suppose it's a decent indication of controlling games and that sort of thing so yeah it obviously it peaks in the sort of around that portsmouth game which is where we switch to the uh 4-1-4-1 but again the xg again sorry has been decreasing pretty steadily since and we're keeping a decent goal scoring record going forward as well so it's all pointing towards a positive change, really. 
Yeah. And yeah, certain players have definitely improved a lot as well. Like obviously Aziz, Wing, Smith really coming into their own. Obviously returning from injuries, but also particularly Aziz just finding that bit of confidence, goal scoring, assists, and it's all coming together for him. Yeah, for sure. It's tricky. I, I know what you mean about um, XG and like being hesitant to to really rely on it too much, especially in like single games. Um, obviously, it's it, it's tough um, to completely rely on it. I think I was. Uh, we're not going to talk too much about the the game against Wigan, um, but I think I saw one of the chances that Makairu ended up getting yesterday on Fotmob. They rated it as a zero point nine nine XG. Because I think it basically got, you know, futs to him right in front of the uh, the goal, and obviously, like you know, most times you expect it'll just hit him and go in the net, but it didn't happen this time, unfortunately. But that kind of chance always seems a little bit odd to me, getting, you know, and and it kind of skews the xG for for sure. So yeah, um, talk to me more about the the key players um, in the in the four one four one. Um, who do you think has really benefited from this shift? And, and are there any players who have uh, maybe not benefited? Well, in terms of the big benefits, I'd say it's Lewis Wing. Because as like a holding material in a 4 triple two, he just couldn't get forward without risking exposing the defence to too much. And obviously because he's side by side instead of the sole holding eight, um, he would be leaving a gap on that right-hand side as well. So, I mean, I put a few stats in the article, I'll just read them out. Mm. Per 90, he's got 1.16 assists and 3.62 accurate long balls. I mean, over assist, over an assist per game is really, really doing well for him. And, yeah, he's doing really well with Smith, who's another player who's in, improved a lot. Likes that goal against Oxford, knocks it over the top, simple touchdown and finish. But it's something that we'd never have before in the four triple two, really, because we were never much of a threat going like over the top in behind. It was always knockdowns from Ehebachman into Vickers usually. But you know, the squad's changed, and now it's just Smith up top. I was somewhat surprised by um, when I went through the the build up um, video research how much Redding go over the top and 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 how often that comes from from Lewis Wing. Um, we'll, I think we'll talk a little bit about how he'd sort of it, it's the everyone knows tactical trend now that Wing drifts into the the right back position a lot um, in in the current formation, um, but obviously he's a player who can play with the ball at his feet and, and, and play passes along the floor well with, with Aziz on, on that side, on the right side in the half spaces. Um, we'll, we'll just really, on that. Sorry, go ahead, sorry yeah. to interrupt, but um, I know we said we didn't want to say too much about the winning game, but I noticed yesterday they wing was dropping to right back too much because, I mean, we had the, the possession and in possession is when he plays there. So he's practically mm-hmm. there all the time. And Iedon was in midfield, but he's not exactly a creative player. So once in that second half, I think we moved wing a bit further forward, played Iedon a bit more naturally. And we were able to play Aziz in so many times um, yeah. in, in behind, just three balls. His crosses weren't great, 
they usually hit the first man and got rebounded, but it was a really positive change. And yeah, I, I agree with you um, completely. The, the, the wing at right back thing um, was something that I definitely like spotted a lot during that buildup and, and still see it and, and saw it yesterday, like you mentioned. Um, but one of the sort of issues that I discussed at the end of that was if he's in that right back position, he's not further up the field where he can, like you're saying, put those through balls in for Aziz um, and, and the more attacking players. Um, if he's, you know, pushing the ball forward from that right back spot, um, Reading are actually relatively good at getting the ball down um, from those balls over the top. But um, yeah, I'd rather have I'd rather have wing further forward um, as well. How do you feel um, about the the Craig and, um, and and Savage sort of situation in uh, midfield? Obviously, um, they they they'd probably both be playing that sort of holding role in the four one four one. Savage could probably play further forward. Um, but at the moment, that looks like where they'd go. Disregarding whether or not Savage would get a raise if he starts again. Um, yeah. Do you have any op- opinions about uh, what those two players offer? Well, I do feel a bit for Savage because obviously there's these rumours about the wage increasing if he plays another game. And that mm. must be horrible as a footballer, you know, having less money and having less game time. Right. It's yeah. uh, the worst of both worlds, really. And it's not like he's done anything really wrong to be taken out of the starting 11. He hasn't made any howling mistakes or anything. I'd say his deliveries from set pieces, particularly, is really, really what we're missing when he's not on the pitch. Because yeah. I think it's Aziz and Wing on corners. And both of them are not, not really good enough for that for me. You know, Savage isn't not saying he's a, you know, the next coming of a John Swift or someone like that. But he, he always has a good delivery from a set piece. In terms of playing that deeper role that Craig has, it is Craig's position and he is just better than it. I'd mm. say if you're going to play Savage, it would have to be when Nibs and Wing are, which is unfortunate because they've been really good as well. So it it's a tough situation, really. Yeah. I, I don't see a place from the starting 11 at the moment unless someone gets injured, but yeah. So one of the other um, interesting things that you you sort of identified in your article were some passing maps, um, and we'll get those posted with the uh, with the podcast as it goes out, so the listeners can can see those as well. Um, obviously, we'll we'll link to your article, um, but can you tell us a little bit about Reading's passing, um, both within and without the the four one four one? Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, within the four triple two. As he's played a more central role, but it was he was struggling to nail down and stay in a particular position. And as the passing map shows, it's all over the place. There is a a bit of a correlation towards that right wing spot. Um, but if you look, go down to the pass map since we've switched, it's very very heavily um, on the right hand side, and it's also a little bit more defensive. I'd say more in our own half and that's not necessarily a bad thing because everyone knows the wingers have to get back help the defenders you know right. Yedom, he's not been in the best form this season he's done okay probably still our best option at right back but when you get doubled up on down outside you have to have the wingers back to support and in the four triple two we just couldn't allow for that whatsoever 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I probably agree that um, Yerdom is um, Yerdom's still our best option. I enjoy. I've actually enjoyed um, oddly Clinton Mola there um, since yeah. he switched over. I, I thought at left back and centre back. It, it was not not so great for him, but at right back, especially against Exeter, um, I, I remember being very impressed by by Moeller in that game, and and he's certainly a player that helped the 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 right back shift for for a wing um, to work because he could get forward and win the ball in the air. Um, yeah, and one just of those... on that, we we've, we've got a Braper returning as well, who played in the under twenty ones game against mm. Leicester, I think, on Monday. Yep. I mean, he, we haven't seen him much. He scored that goal in the FA Cup last season, the sort of a cross looping over the oh, goal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great one. Yeah, I mean, that's Watford. But I mean, he looks pretty good. He's young. He's gonna he's gonna make mistakes if we do play him, probably. But surely worth a shot over, you know, some of the players we got. Like Mbeng hasn't really impressed me much at right back when he's played there this season. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree, I would agree, and and Yidam obviously gave us, um, and has given us, you know, many, many good years, um, while he's been at Reading, um, and I wasn't surprised at all when he picked up the captaincy, you know, when he did, but it does seem to me this year that his legs are starting to go, um, a little bit, and I mean it's tough when you're that sort of player that, um. I wouldn't necessarily call Yidon the most like agile runner in the world, but he just he, he's constantly running, you know, up and down the 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 right flank. So yeah, um, losing a step there, you know, I I feel like this season I, I don't know what you've seen, but my my overall thing with him has has been he's been a, a step or two behind on trying to get back um, into yeah. his defensive positions. I think going forward, he's actually still pretty good. He's made a few yeah. runs like a. You know, inside skipping past a few players, it's yep. then just progressing it onwards from that, and it's usually a switch out to the left to Mackayra maybe, or into mm-hmm. Peter Smith. But yeah, um, he was he was one of my favourite players yesterday. Um, I didn't think Reading were fantastic against uh, Wigan, but I thought Yeardom, especially in the first fifteen minutes of the of the second half, helped Reading to sustain some attacks and actually do some dangerous, you know, probing that ended up in some of those crosses from Femi Aziz that you were talking about, which lets us segue nicely. So talking about Femi Aziz, um, obviously he's a player that started the season. I, I don't want to, I don't know if it may be out of confidence, but um, getting a little bit of, of stick from uh, some of the fans when he, when he would make mistakes. Uh, he's a player that likes to try things, obviously, um, but yeah. I don't think I think a lot of people never really lost the faith with him. He's such an exciting player to watch that it's easy to go with him sometimes. But talk to us a little bit about how how Femi's really benefited and 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 why it seemed that um, he would you know kind of always come good at some point this season. Well, I think you can really put it down to he's a winger. He's playing as a winger, and that that's the bottom line, really. You know when he plays someone in their correct position, they'll play better. And he's been put at striker, no attacking midfield in the past. Yeah. But with his pace, it, it just never does him justice because he's, he's not the biggest player. He's never going to win a load of headers, hold it up really well. He is, get it into his feet and let him run. You know, I'd say his finishing leaves a fair amount to be desired at the moment. And yeah. even, obviously he has started goal scoring 
but he still get, does get a number of chances where I think he could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I was one of the ones who was calling him for for him to go. And I'd say, I mean, if you watch the first 15 or so games of the season, I think most people would want him to go. But it's good that Sellers has seen something in him, kept the faith, and yeah, he's playing really well. I think the position that he's playing in allows him, because I agree about his finishing, um, and I often think with Aziz, he's, his finishing is best when he doesn't have ages to think about it and he's he has to smash it from outside of the box or because uh, yeah. it's falling to him first time. I think the goal he scored against, I think it was Peterborough, was the most Femi Aziz goal I, I, I've seen this season, whereby the ball just, you know, he's part of the build-up yeah, play because... Yeah, and he just smashes it like into the top corner, which he absolutely, or maybe not, I don't know, but he absolutely loved that. You know, like if that falls to you when you're when you're playing five aside or whatever, you, you're having that all yeah, you day. Just got to hit it, on you? Exactly. Yeah, and and I think Aziz is almost better when he's got um, chances like that to take. I actually think it was good that he he broke his uh, scoring duck this season against Carlisle. Whereby you know that ball fell to him and he had a little bit of time to turn it and smash yeah. it. I, I remember thinking when he was playing that, like, please, this is the the easiest chance we'll get all season. Just score and yeah, yeah, he, he managed to, but yeah, he's he's had a fair few before that where he hasn't. So it yeah, was, it was good to see him get off the mark. I think on and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Actually, for me, um, maybe with the exception of of Lewis Wing. Um, Aziz is the player I want to lose the least uh, in the in this January window because he r- r- even when he's not playing well and I didn't think he was playing particularly well in the first half yesterday he draws defenders um, and he draws attention when he's on the field but yeah. are there any other players that you would be less uh, any players that you really wouldn't want to lose in this January window it's got to be Smith for me top of the yeah. list because I mean, we've seen players injured, you know, Kamara, you might return. He could play in that right mid spot. If Smith goes, I think we're we're absolutely done for because Ehe Bashman's he's got he's got two goals this season, but they were both in the same game. And one was a header from a corner and one was a tap in. So it's not exactly that, that he's he's not a prolific goal scorer. When he's mm-hmm. come off the bench he's gen- generally looks not not really that interested to put in a massive shift in my opinion not that we're producing loads of chances for him obviously that's a problem but then even beyond those two we've got Wareham but I mean who's who's watched him probably not many people Ben's um, watched a lot of him I'll, I'll stick up for him because oh, Ben Ben goes down the the U21s quite a lot so he he's been enjoying them uh so far yeah. this season. And, and and there are some good players in there but um, yeah. I think you're right that Smith is is a, is a step above anyone else that we can get. I, I did yeah. like Kelvin when he came in from a Cairo um, yesterday. I thought that was, I don't know if that would work long term, but I thought that was at least interesting to have him because Kelvin can beat a man. Um, he's very patient with the way in which he dribbles. Yeah. So I thought it was quite interesting to have him drifting in from the sort of left wide position um yesterday maybe there's a, a future for him there um yeah. i was a bit confused by that to be honest because i mean just his maybe it's just his figure that sort of hints to me that he's maybe not a traditional wingy you know he's quite lanky he's quite tall maybe right. not the most uh you know not want to go darting in and out but i thought we switched to a tilt top at that point 
but when when he was playing on the left, he he had a couple of good moments, couple of good crosses. So maybe that's the future for him. But yeah, we'd never played him there before, so that wouldn't necessarily suggest that. Yeah, it'd be Sellers playing players out of position. Obviously, wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first time we've seen it this year. Yeah, um, hopefully not too much moving forward. So I want to talk a little bit about Reading and build up. Um, obviously, recently uh, we published a, a video on this, um, and and really focusing on uh, about a hundred clips over the the Christmas period um, through the games from. Wigan through through Exeter and and you can go and check that out now on the on the YouTube channel. Um, one of the items that we talked about in that um, was, was how was how Nelson Abbey can basically be a build up by himself uh, in in some stages, whereby his his legs can get us out of situations, can break the lines and take it all the way up to and beyond the halfway line um, to to get players like wing free in the center. But we're losing him now, obviously, um, which is a problem. Um, Tom, do you see any other players in Reading's defense who maybe have that ability to to run it out of the defensive third? Um, well, I see other players in our defense, but none that can do the same job that Abby does. So obviously, we got McIntyre returning, Dean mm. Hutchinson. I've always liked McIntyre, but he's definitely more of a, a Binden type player, as in yeah. he wants to play those long diagonal balls. He doesn't want to drive out from the back. Maybe yeah. that is a, a similar sort of player to Hutchinson, I suppose, because, you know, he's more of a midfielder type. He can yeah. dribble fairly well, but I mean, he's caused a lot of problems in the past with just whole team around. Whenever we play, we seem to lose we seem to look just deflated all the time and I think it was in my yeah that the match analysis of the Exeter match a few weeks ago highlighted mm. that um Abby is is the one that, that dribbles out Binden's the ball progressor in terms of passing yep but he's I mean Binden's not not been at it the last the last few weeks to be honest I mean against Wigan yesterday he all those passes were misplaced. He had that one nervy moment where he nearly yeah. got button lobs. Yeah, I mean, obviously we want to have a different profile in terms of our two centre-backs, but if it is Holmes and Bin, then that doesn't fill me with a huge amount of confidence in terms of who can dribble with the ball, get us forward. I would agree with that. It looked a little bit like, and, and I agree that McIntyre would kind of be, McIntyre would almost be the the Binden on the left side to, you know, doing yeah. what Binden's doing on, on the right side. And and I also agree at points yesterday when we were trying to build up, it almost looked like Holmes and, um, and Binden were trying to do the same thing at times in the opening moments of the second half, um, Holmes yeah. was able to sort of step across Binden and then play the pass that he wanted to out to the right, um, yeah. which was kind of interesting. So, yeah, I, I struggle when players have to be bypassed in build-up. I wouldn't necessarily want to take this player away from um, where he's playing currently because I think that he adds benefit here. But I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on um, what moving Yadon back into the centre-back position would do for the team because that's a player who can progress the ball forward um, with his legs. Um, maybe you lose something defensively, but I don't know your your thoughts on that. Well, I suppose that 
yeah, I, I probably wouldn't be too keen on that to be honest, because that creates two problems in itself. Being we don't have a another obvious choice for a decent right back, mm. and yeah, yeah, he's he's a good player. You know, I suppose make, moving into centre back makes him a bit less mobile. He's not needing to make runs on the wings, no no more crosses, that sort of thing. But he's also he's a bit shorter. He doesn't strike me as the most physical player. Mm. Um, you know, in in League One the Attackers seem they're not as technical as the championship, obviously. They're a bit, bit bigger, they'll bully you, they'll push you. And yeah. yeah, maybe him and Binden isn't really the strongest backline in terms of physicality at all. With Abby playing the left centre back role, usually, it would be better to have a left footer there, McIntyre's there, but also Dorset. He's looked really good at left back recently. Yeah. Maybe he's not your typical left back. He is. He looks more like a centre back. You know, he's tall, quite bulky, but he's really good at defending. Can win it in the air. I'd say that le- obviously that leaves room for maybe Carson to come in. He looks maybe a bit unstable defensively. Really yeah. good going forward though. It might balance it out a bit having Dorset staying back at centre back. He doesn't strike me as the type of person that can progress the ball a lot, not as much as Abby, but that experience playing in a slightly more attacking wide position could certainly help him with that. He's gotten um, so so. One thing that uh, we saw him build up a lot researching for that was Reading. It would be less successful, but they they would try the same move down the 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 wide uh, in the wide positions a lot, whereby they'll play. Uh, a quick pass from um, either the right centre back or left centre back position out to the wide player. He'll then tap it around the corner for his time for for an on rushing player. It's often uh, nibs. It's often um, not so much wing because he's not really getting into that position. So sometimes it's yeah. the right back that he's replaced. Um, but Dorset is someone who's who's really gotten quite proficient at that. Um, he got the assist uh, for Aziz's winner against Exeter um, through a sort of one touch with. Um, Kairou there on the on the wing, and I think it's a really interesting idea with with Dorset coming in and and seeing what he can do because he obviously he had that good season in League One, I think two seasons ago now maybe where he played for Rochdale. Um, yeah. So we've all been sort of not distracted, um, but you know we, we've been enamored with um, Abby for for the whole season. But Dorset, um, another really good young. Um, center back who I think has done really well for Reading this season. So maybe that is the answer. Carson yeah. worries me a little bit more, but I'm I, it's difficult for me right now. Like a lot of the players who played in the four two 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 and then haven't played as much in the four one four one. I'm hesitant to really tar them um, b- because you don't know how much was because of the formation and how much was um, yeah okay. down to how they played. And obviously Carson looked more exposed defensively because he had no winger. It was a, well, whatever you call it, attacking midfielder. Right. And inside winger, whatever you want to call it, yeah. Um, looks more exposed. We could see more goals with him there, but it's not necessarily his fault. Yeah, no, I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, well, um, I think that was a, a, a good chat and uh, about the, yeah. the the... 
the tactics and and the build up and, and all those kinds of things. And I know we're going to do more of these in the future. So what I want to do um, to to really encourage your listeners to to get your um, questions in on this because because we really do like going into this stuff. Um, we're going to do a couple of listener questions, and we definitely want more in the future, guys. So so keep them coming in. We're going to go to a short break, and then we'll do the mailbag. You're listening to the Tarhurst End podcast by Reading fans for Reading fans. All right, so um, we're back for the the mailbag, and, and and thank you to the listeners for for getting your questions in. Um, so our first question today coming from uh, Andy Taylor, a uh, really good one actually. Thank you for this, Andy. Um, Tom, I'm going to pitch this to you to start off with. Um, can you see any formation changes uh, if and when more players leave? Um, yeah. Well, my short answer is no. To be honest with you. Because we've already made quite a radical change in formation so far this season. It's not just move, it's not just moving from say your wing is a bit further backwards or midfielder one holding to two holding or something like that. You know, it's quite a big change we've done, and I don't see us being able to adjust to another change at this point in the season. You know, we're past halfway. We need to start mm. kicking on and working with what we've got rather than continually asking for more maybe um with regards to like people who might leave i'd say abby is a big one but we've shown we don't necessarily need homes earlier in the season he's been a fringe player not nailed on starter we've got players like him i'd say dean could probably do his job i'm not saying homes is he's worse i think he's better but in league one Dean could probably do a job. I'd say a bit of an outside shout. Stickland did look pretty good. The under twenty ones could fill in no on that spot and wouldn't require much um, change. And I mean, they're the positions where we might have players leaving, like centre back. Obviously, CDM with Savage, but again, he can't get in the squad. So right, and yes. centre backs are usually. I mean, we're playing two really. Yeah, that probably won't change. I don't see us changing into a five at the back or a, or a three. So I think I think we'll be okay. Really, it's not ideal, but I think we'll be okay. Here's the question: Do you think the formation changes? I got two players written down that I think might cause a, a rethink. Um, do you think the formation would change if Craig was sold in in January? I think it would have to. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe not the formation, in truth, but just Nibs and Wing not playing as further forward. Because, I mean, I've watched us a, a, a few times and thought the formation we're playing looks like a five zero five with mm. Craig dropping in and everyone else in attack yeah. and basically no one else in, in midfield. So I think Nibs would have to sort of surrender his spot as the second striker if Craig went... It's not looking like that's likely. But, I mean, if we did really want to stick with it, i say Rochesha, if that's how he pronounce Yeah, no, I think, yeah. He's, he's looked really good in the cup yeah. matches we've played him in. So I definitely give him a chance. Him play, he's been great. Uh, I don't yeah. know why Rashisha hasn't um, gotten more game time this season. Because I, because yeah. again, like it, it with the like, we talk, I talked earlier about like, oh, it's Craig or Savage that tend to play further back, and obviously, again, Savage plays further forward. But 
Rashisha has hardly been mentioned in that conversation, which I I don't I know I don't I don't think that's I don't think that's right. Every time we've seen him come on, he's he seemed like he's got something about him. He also seems quicker um, than our, yeah, our other midfielders. So yeah, I mean, I think he's only about is he only nineteen or twenty? He's yeah. he's played for I think he played for Swansea for a bit, and that's in the championship. So say so that he isn't inexperienced. But he's no more inexperienced than Craig or even Savage. I mean, he, they've both got a bit of senior game time, but you know, nothing right. to nothing to write home about. So I'd say he's definitely worth a shot. The other one for me um, that could force some sort of change um, is Aziz leaving, um, and I think yeah. so. I I like the four one four one, and and I like the the width um, that it's providing pretty high up the field obviously it lets Aziz start from a wide position um but I think that we've kind of struggled to find the opposite sided winger um yeah. this year so obviously Nibs started semi out there in the 4-2-2-2 not really yeah. um and and then Makairu I mean how do you feel about Makairu actually it's a good question well I think in, in terms of like a winger debate if we lost either winger no matter how good or bad they are, we'd be um, we'd be not in a good place at all because we basically have none. Unless you want to look further down into the under twenty ones, there's Kamara, but I mean, has he got a goal or an assist this season? I'm not sure. He hasn't played that much. I think yeah, Fleetwood at home was the last time he played, and we we know how that how, how that went. I'm not saying he's a bad player. I think he's okay. I think it's just generally convenience. And on Makairu. I mean, he. I just, yeah, I just don't get the impression from him that he's really there to give everything for the team. Maybe yeah. that's because he's he's on loan or he's a bit more experienced. Maybe he's not as hungry. I mean, he's still pretty young. I think he's like twenty three or or something. But I mean, he's been sent out to loan at the Reading, and now he's playing at these. Uh, you know, wigging away on a freezing Saturday. Right, right. I, I, yeah, I, maybe I won't blame if he's not willing to to bust his gut to get back. Or it's not yeah, the same as Copenhagen, where you can go and have a nice pastry after the game or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Or he played in Turkey before. I mean, relax oh, okay, on the beach yeah. after a game and right. say you're in a, a bakery in Wigan or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You can have a yeah. Wigan kebab. I wonder what I, I the idea of Paul McIrie eating a Wigan kebab. I wonder what you think of that. Yeah. Um, we'll go on to our, 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 our other question for today. Um, and I think we can both tackle this really, Tom, this comes from Isaac Jones. Um, thank you, Isaac. Um, and he, he just basically asked conceded third most goals in the league. Why? Uh, which is, uh, I, I feel it's like a good a question. Of, it is yeah. a good question. I feel like a lot of, uh, Reading questions could be phrased, you know, we've done this bad thing. Why, um, this season, um, I'll, I'll have a, a pop at this first and, and then Tom, I'll bring you in obviously to, for, for your thoughts. But mm-hmm. I think, um, for me, some of it comes down to the set play record. Um, if you look at the yeah, set play record for Reading, um, I think they have the most, uh, XG conceded from, from set plays. Um, and this is where I, f- I find the XG quite useful and it's trends over a, a whole season. Um, Reading have conceded at least a few weeks ago now, it's been about two weeks since I've checked, but 
they had conceded the most XG on set plays. And the more worrying yeah. thing is that they had conceded fewer goals than they had conceded XG. So not only were they not very good at defending those, um, they were getting lucky uh, with, with how um, how few that they had conceded so far. Yeah, it, it bothers me. I, I tweeted about this earlier this season that they're playing in a sort of like man marking. It's sort of like a hybrid thing, but it is a more man marking thing from set plays. Um, and yet the fact that it's not doing well won't get criticized in the same way that it would if it was zonal marking. Yeah. Um, especially when I feel like most teams do some sort of hybrid of it anyway. I mean, that's what you're normally seeing in the Premier League. Um, so I think that the set play record for, for Reading is is really poor. Um, I think the, the first couple of weeks or well, first couple of months of the season when we were in that 4-2-2-2, we were conceding, you know, quite a lot of goals in that um, in that situation. So I think some of it is a little bit historical. And, and since, you know, sort of no, mid-November or whatever, the team's conceded a few less goals. But that said, I, I think um, I think even on BBC Barks yesterday they had something pointed out that it was uh, in the last nine or something like that. There's only one clean sheet, um, so we're 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 not really keeping them now either. I have issues with Button as goalkeeper, but we we've, we've kind of talked those to to death on the main podcast. But Tom, if you have thoughts on Button, I'm I'm more than happy I mean, to hear them. From the uh, obviously, you made that one he tipped over the bar. I'd imagine you're watching it on the TV, but from yeah, the exactly. from the stand, we were right behind his goal. And the one that yeah. he made right down to his right, I was really, really impressed with because it's from a header pretty close in. I say he's he's not necessarily done enough to stake his place, but he's not done enough to be kicked out either. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, who wants to say Joel Prever is. I mean, we haven't seen too much of him, but Button's doing a job as a League One keeper. Yeah. He's doing okay. Yeah. And just on the set pieces that you mentioned as well, that's something I've been actually really disappointed in Sellers this season because he was brought in, people were saying, and well, cynics were saying, let's say, he's a fitness coach, he's a set pieces coach. And, I mean, we just haven't seen it. I mean, I looked at uh, Bristol Rovers at home. We were really poor from set pieces. And there's this quote that I put in my article, actually, Ralph Halston, who's obviously his manager at Southampton, yeah. saying that with with Ruben's set pieces in the last games, our defensive set pieces, we've made a lot of progress. But, I mean, there's no evidence of any sort of improvement in set pieces. Yeah, um, another one I think is there have been a few times they conceded quite a few goals over the Christmas period. Um, and I'm trying to think about how some of those went in against Exeter. They, they kind of had a, a screamer scored against them. And then a, one where they, they failed to clear their lines. I remember against Cheltenham, they were really game planned against very well. Um, they Reading got stretched wide more than they wanted to, especially on the, um, on the in the defensive line, and actually, I think that's something that has contributed to the large amount of goals conceded. Is having Dorset out there at left back? I do think he's been good and gotten better. Um, but throughout the season, Reading have struggled to defend the half spaces in from the fullback positions, and I really don't like when Dorset has to turn back towards his own goal. He's not the fastest. Um, 
when he has to turn um at the start of the season Reading were having all kinds of problems with that I really disliked having Binden at right back I thought that was causing issues whereby um yeah. opposition players could get into those dangerous half spaces and then be dribbling you know into the box uh with pace which is obviously difficult for um for for the center backs to deal with difficult for for button when you've got someone charging down who can who can then shoot so i think um that's one place where where reading have really struggled um defensively throughout yeah all right. Well, um, Tom, this has been a, a lot of fun. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna call today's uh, to an end here. But I think doing these sort of tactical rundown uh, podcast is something that we we really want to keep doing here at the at the Tilehurst End. So, um, just thank you for coming on today. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, for sure. And um, do your articles have a, a name or, or something like that on the Tilehurst End website? So, obviously, the Tilehurst End website usually just called Reading V, whoever we're playing tactical analysis. And nice. they're always on the Twitter page as well, yeah? I would implore everyone to have a look, see what they nice. think. And Sim made a nice little uh, chalkboard tactical uh or like like a little graphic yeah 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 yeah. so uh we we've been upgrading our title cards recently that's that's been a a thing at the tahar stem but um yeah look out for the little sort of like chalkboard um thumbnail and those are tom's articles do check them out guys they're they're really really good um and check out the the build-up video um as well um that we released uh right at the start of the year um, I released that and then about three hours later, I think the maybe Nelson Abbey and Tom Holmes are leaving news dropped. So, so then, since then, you know, Reading news has been a little bit busy. So, yeah. um, that one got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but, uh, check it out. Cause there's, there's some really good stuff in there. All right, guys. Um, well, thank you everyone for, for listening today. Uh, this has been a special episode of the Tarhurst and podcast. Uh, looking forward to doing more of these in the future. Um, hope everyone has a great rest of their day, whatever you're doing, whenever you're listening to this. Um, and, and hopefully Reading's fortunes on the pitch turn around um, pretty soon. Come on, you Royals.